0: Welcome back to Mocha's Jams, here with your girl, Mocha Sister, poet, writer, and podcast host of this series, as well as I have another series that has nothing to do with poetry. But anyway, I want to welcome you to, you to our space in, let's continue with Moon a little bit, poetry. Um, this might be the second one where I delved into traditional poems around this um, poetry on this um platform is used for entertainment purposes, so I do not retain the copyrights of any of the poems highlighted on the series. Thank you for being here, so sit back and relax, go get your coffee, your tea, whatever you, what you're vibing on right now, and enjoy some poetry with me. This first poem is called The Light of Stars by Henry Watson, Longfellow. The night has come, but not too soon. And sinking silently, all silently, the little moon drops down behind the sky. There is no light in earth or heaven, but the cold lights of stars. And the first watch of night is given to the red planet Mars. Is it the tender star of love? the star of love and dreams, oh no, from that blue tent above, a hero's armor gleams. This poem is by Gerard Manley Hopkins, The Starlight Night. Look at the stars, look, look up at the skies, oh look at all the fire folk sitting in the air, the bright burrows, the circles staddles there, down in dim w- woods, the diamond elves, the elves' eyes, the gray lawn cold where glow, where quick gold lies. When beat wide beam, airy air bells set on a flare, flaked old scent floating forth at a farmyard scare. Ah, well, it is all a purchase. All is a prize. So this is more like a sonnet in the Victorian poetry type of genre, it kind of asks the reader to look up at the stars, at the starlight night. Hopkins um, kind of compares the stars to numerous things, to people, uh, people sitting in the night sky, the eyes of elves and diamonds. And so I, I like a lot of this figurative language that he uses. And I also like the that he talks about, or the idea of darker pitches, patches of the night sky, what the night sky feels like, what it feels like. So this poem, the backstory on this poem is that Hopkins sent this poem to his mother as a birthday present. It's kind of interesting, right? The next poem is by Edith sader She was born in St. Petersburg in a Swedish-speaking family. And I'm trying to see what else I can find on her. She uh, was influenced by Heen and the Goths. She also wrote her poems, first poems in German. She later switched to Swedish. And, um, but she used a lot of vernacular from Germany. And that vernacular, she and it remained a permanent feature of her language and her works composed during school years, she was criticized because of certain things, and you no, know, she didn't want to make a political stand, so she was, cru- cru- you know, people talked about that. Her father had a medical condition, so she returned in 1907 to her home. A lot of her themes are death themes popular among, you know, her poetry. This is a very short poem. It's called On Foot I Had to Cross the Solar System. On foot, I had to cross the solar system before I found the first thread of my red dress. I sense myself already. Somewhere in the space hangs my heart, shaking in the void from its stream sparks into other intemperate hearts. The final poet is Sarah how she wrote about scientific ideas in her poem. Her poem is called Relatively, right? Um, and she wrote this relating to Einstein's general theory of relativity, its impact on physics, and read it to Stephen Hawking, whom the poem is dedicated. Wow. Okay. See, that's why you got to know a little bit about the background. just brings things into a different space. So that's a very interesting poem, and she wrote it as a dedication poem for Stephen Hawking. Okay, let's get into this. When we wake up brushed by panic in the dark, our pupils grope for the shape of things we know. Fotoons loose from the slits like greyhounds at the track, reveal light's doubleness in their cast shadows. That stripe a dimmed lab's wall, particles no more, and with a wave bid all certainties goodbye, for what sure in a universe that dopplers away like a siren's midnight cry, they say, And flash scene from on and off a hurling train, will explain why time dilates like a perfect afternoon, predicts black holes where parallel lines will meet, whose stark Horizon, even starlight, bent in its tracks, can't resist. If we can think this far, might not our eyes adjust to the dark? This is a great poem. I like it. Um, the way she writes it, her format is like every two lines, and then she's using different ways to break the lines with either uh, you no know, a hyphen or or comma or something but every two lines is the content of the poem and it's is done beautifully